Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So good to be back with you online again this Wednesday. And God is a faithful God. Hallelujah. Shall we worship him who is worthy? Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. In spite of everything that's changing all around us, Lord, you are the unchanging God. You're the one who changes us into your likeness from glory to glory. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy day. Blessed be your holy day. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice. We will be glad in it. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Shakama sakala babayanta. Raza kata kaparada pala brasta. Oh, hallelujah. Seboruku sakatakalaba. Ravadanjala branda kataka la pisa la crusto. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. Sopuraka la branta kaparakasta. Oh, we give you thanks. Leprosto propolo separate kele parakasanta. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sapada brada brada pakasa la katapakashikatasta. Thank you, Abba Father. Meda sabrata babala da karataya. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Prazabal marakata balashandaya. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Krapa saparakal taramai. Hallelujah, Lord, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Worthy, 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 worthy. Hallelujah. Samakanda rabal matapakata sita rande semine katabalakastaya. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna. Hosanna. In the highest Holy, holy, holy 
Lord of power and might, heaven and earth are filled with your glory. We bless you, great King. We worship you, Holy One. You're faithful. You're worthy. Thank you for tender mercies. Thank you for loving kindnesses. Thank you for your faithfulness in this day and hour. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Jesus, we give you thanks. 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 Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Worship you. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, we give you thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God we're called to live by faith and not by feelings. And that's so powerful just there. It's a life of faith. Not just anything that comes into your mind is necessarily the right thing. Hallelujah. But the job of seeing through it all is ours. And God will help us. The great Holy Spirit will help us. Hallelujah. So there is a possibility of, uh, you know, things getting uh, affected deep inside you, deep in your thoughts and imaginations, which will move your soul in a certain direction and then affect other areas of your life. And that's uh, how things are. That's our makeup, and so we have to be careful. So we must actually spend time examining and checking all of these things. Let's go to the book of Hebrews and the 12th chapter. Verse 14 says, Follow peace with all men, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Praise God, you know, uh, we're going to heaven, we're going to see the Lord soon. But this verse has more emphasis on the fact that we may not be able to perceive uh, the Lord while we are down here. Um, that mirror becomes more dark. See, the Bible says we see through a glass or a mirror darkly. So these things can affect our seeing clearly. And so we should be careful to help us see more clearly what is uh, available to us in the mirror. And so as we examine and check these things and obey these things and come in line with them, that clarity is better. Hallelujah. And we are preparing to meet our Lord one of these days. But while we're down here, let's see how much we can. Praise God. And as we look into the Word, we are changed from glory to glory. By that same image that we see on the inside there, we are being transformed. Hallelujah. So, we need to follow peace with all men 
pursue it, go after it. That's um, what it's all about. Peacemaker, the prince of peace, etc. You know, the world is looking for peace, but it involves pursuing it, following it, going after it. That's a lot of diligence, a lot of effort. With all men, or with all, and holiness, that is an outward life of what is on the inside, showing on the outside, where we are observing our conduct, without which no man shall see the Lord or perceive the Lord. Now notice verse 15 says, looking diligently. So there's diligence in this area of observing, looking, inspecting, being careful, taking oversight, etc. So there's diligence there, there's work there. And uh, the Bible is a, is, a bio, is a book of works, you know, we have to do things, praise God. And uh, we start by thinking upon it and saying it, sometimes saying it and then thinking upon it just to make sure we get it on the inside of us, in our deepest part. Hallelujah. Let's read um, 12 of Hebrews verse 14 in Kannada first. Hallelujah. So there's diligence there, there's work there, um, putting effort into this. Inspecting, overseeing, looking carefully, all those kind of thoughts come in. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. So these things can hinder the grace of God, which is what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. We are putting faith in that. We are believing God for what he has done for us already in Christ Jesus. That's another way of looking at the grace of God. So what God has already done for us in Christ Jesus, um, we could actually not get a hold of it or enjoy its benefits. Lest any man fail of the grace of God and we become, um, in quote, just graceless. You know, there's no oil, there's no um, strength from heaven. It's just us Huffing and puffing in the natural. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. And he continues, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. So this is talking about deep things, roots. You don't see roots on the outside. They are usually deep in the earth. And the stronger something is, the deeper the roots are. And so um, we have to begin to look deeper and see what is the cause of this thing and where does this spring from. And uh, it can trouble us, notice that, and also many. Hallelujah. So just right off the bat, I want to say, if I have hurt you and offended you and caused you to stumble, I'm really sincerely sorry about it. Um, I, it's not my intention, but uh, you know, I also have to deal with things uh, from the area of standing in front of people, watching over lives and attitudes. So um, even though I've been at it for a few years, 
you know, um, I'm still getting used to it. Every day is a fresh challenge. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, you all have your jobs to do, and I also have my job to do. Praise God. And so, um, let's see if we can diligently look and deal with these things. Hallelujah. I remember a very great man of God who's gone to be in heaven. He's, uh, I think he affected many, many lives, fruit all over the world. In one of his books, his statement was, as he pastored, which was, he was not perfectly in the will of God. As a pastor, he said, there were times he felt like just skinning the congregation and hanging them on, in the sun to dry. And I was shocked to hear that kind of statement. Skinning them, you know, removing their skin and hanging them out there to dry. That was, that was just a feeling. <laughs> but thank God we're not called to live by feelings, but by faith. So, <laughs> you and I may have all kinds of feelings, but um, thank God we don't have to uh, go by those feelings. Amen. Aren't you glad we don't have to go by those feelings? So notice the 15th verse also and see if we can get it in Kannada. Hallelujah. You know, anyone who's in a kind of speaking ministry or, you know, having to speak to congregations will be challenged by things. Uh, in my case, it is people sleeping while I'm speaking. <laughs> but then I noticed Paul also had such a challenge. Maybe he was famous for being a long-winded preacher. Maybe he was famous for being boring. I don't know what, but that night, it was a long night. And, um, you know, he was just preaching away. <laughs> and lo and behold, somebody came and sat on the windowsill to listen to the message. And maybe there was uh, no railings or, you know, nets or anything back then. Maybe he came late, you know, that guy could have come earlier. Or maybe he was part of the staff and so he was standing around trying to usher or whatever. <laughs> we can have all of these various ideas. But lo and behold, in the middle of all of that, in the message, he fell off. You know, he went into deep sleep and fell off from the windowsill. Hallelujah. That's all kinds of things right there, whether the message was this or whether they were tired or, you know, all kinds of possibilities. But the Bible declares that, you know, Paul went and picked him up uh, and raised him up and brought him back and continued preaching. So I believe that uh, the ability to continue preaching is where we should camp on in spite of everything. Hallelujah. So here I am another day. Continuing on. Hallelujah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, praise God. I would sometimes say, you know, take a shawl and cuddle up. Sleep here. It doesn't matter. But, um, you know, praise God. It doesn't feel too good, but I guess it's part of it all. Paul experienced it. I also experienced it. So forgive me. When people sleep while I'm sharing, it really gets me. Especially, you know, if half of the people are sleeping. The one time another minister with me said, uh, you know, during a meeting he saw me preaching and he said, wow, you have a gift, you put them to sleep. 
So, praise God. Whatever it is, it is a, a thing that I see blatantly in front of me. And um, I'm glad that uh, Eutychus fell from there, actually. And that I'm not the only one who puts people to sleep. Hallelujah. But I need to look diligently. You know, um, in the hearing of the word, there is diligence involved. In the putting forth of the word, there is diligence involved. And it's because of the roots, you know, the, the deeper matters, things within the heart. So, you know, um, I would suggest that before you come to church or before you get into a time uh, of attendance, etc., take a nap, you know, sleep well, bodily exercise profits little. There is, you know, effort involved in exercise, but godliness also involves exercise. And Jesus said, you have ears to hear and eyes to see. That's what we need. We need those ears. We need those eyes. We need the attention. But nobody can force anyone. It's based on deep things. It's uh, deeper than what others can see. Hallelujah. So let's read the 15th verse again in Kannada. Amen. I was telling my wife the other day that uh, we used to have classroom situations where if we slept, the teacher would throw a stone at us or, uh, you know, chalk or duster. That was even heavier. It had a wooden thing. Thunk, it would just land up, you know. And, uh, you know, all of that. But from here, the pulpit, I can't really throw dusters and stones and all that. So sometimes I throw words. You know, I just say something which will irritate that person and make them wake up. Hallelujah. And it can be quite irritating. And so I suffer and they suffer and all of us suffer. But let's look deeper at the roots. You know, the roots of bitterness should not spring up and trouble many, including yourself. Many can be defiled. So today I'm just saying very openly, forgive me if I've hurt you uh, and caused any deep bitterness there. Uh, only Jesus is perfect. I don't want to hide behind that, but I'm honestly trying. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I'm not the most qualified guy on the planet not even close in Bangalore either. I am not uh, one of those great speakers. I'm just managing to put words together, which I believe the Spirit of God is helping us to do. Praise God. But I don't want to trouble anybody, and I, I don't want to defile your lives either. So let's see if we can help ourselves in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, praise God. Let's go down to the book of uh, First Samuel. So they were saying the or whatever. Take a nap before coming to church, and make sure you set the alarm so that you can wake up and come anyway, <laughs> and don't be caught there. Amen. But there are some people in the congregation who have never slept throughout, and I'm so blessed to see them. And sometimes I just want to go and hug them, you know. Uh, maybe I should, but 
It could be taken differently. Praise God. They've never slept. They've been awake. They have tuned in. They've not yawned even in front of me. I've watched them for years and it's been such a blessing. Praise God. But there are others who can just barely make it through. Hallelujah. Anyway, we can never drop down to the level of our problems. We should never drop down to the level of our problems because when we do that, we are making the problem so big that it has affected everything about us. And it can happen to anybody. In the story here of Hannah, 1 Samuel chapter 1, it declares there that, you know, Hannah could not have any child. And uh, according to the rendition in the Bible, it was as though the Lord had shut up her womb. But she had a good husband who had married two wives. Uh, Thank God in the New Testament we don't have to do such things. Glory to God. But uh, he loved her so much. And he's the one that made the statement, Am I not better to you than ten sons? Praise God. So, uh, interesting story out there. And uh, he gave her a double portion, verse 5 says, and Verse 6 picks up on the fact that she had uh, an adversary, the other woman in the family there, the other wife, it says, provoked her sore to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. So here it says that the Lord had shut up her womb. Well, as far as I know, the Lord doesn't come to steal, kill, or destroy from the new covenant view He gives life and life more abundantly. Whatever it says, I will stick with John 10.10. Hallelujah. Praise God. So here, she was provoked again and again, making her feel inferior and uh, maybe cursed and less of a woman, less of a wife, less of a mother or whatever. Condemnation and all of those things were being provoked in her by this, the other uh, wife, you see, and made her sore to make her fret, you know, and be bothered and anxious. And uh, hmm, it really got to her. And, uh, you know, verse 7 continues, as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Notice that. Uh, Therefore she wept and did not eat. She was so disturbed by the provocation, she cried and wept and did not eat. That's really serious. (laughs) Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? Why eatest thou not? Why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? What a statement. He was a good guy. He loved her deeply and you know, made it clear, even through very nice words. Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli, the priest, sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. Eli is there as a priest, sitting there in the temple by the post. And she was in bitterness of soul. And prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. Praise God. So this thing became so grievous to her that she was bitter in her soul. That was everything to her. 
that problem became everything to her. She was so provoked by it that she became bitter. Hallelujah. Yes, but she didn't get the better butter. She was just bitter. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. And so on and so forth. But maybe we can hear a little bit in Canada. Um, verse 5 and 6, first of all, and then verse 10. ಹನ್ನಡಿಗೆ ಯೋಗ್ಯವಾದ ಪಾಲನ್ನು ಕೊಟ್ಟು ಹನ್ನಡನ್ನು ಪ್ರೀತಿ ಮಾಡಿದನು ಆದರೆ ಕರ್ತನು ಅವಳ ಗರ್ಭವನ್ನು ಮುಚ್ಚಿ ಅದ್ದನು ಕರ್ತನು ಅವಳ ಗರ್ಭವನ್ನು ಮುಚ್ಚಿದ್ದರಿಂದ ಅವಳ ವಿರೋಧಿಯಾದವಳು ಅವಳಿಗೆ ಮನಗುಂದುವ ಹಾಗೆ ಬಹಳವಾಗಿ ಕೆಣಕಿ ಬಾಧಿಸಿದಳು ಅವಳು ಬಹಳ ಮನಗುಂದಿದವಳಾಗಿ ಕರ್ತನನ್ನು ಪ್ರಾರ್ಥಿಸಿ ಅತ್ತಳು there are various reasons for bitterness uh, sometimes is based on expectations not met and uh, but basically coming down to the level of comparing our problems to us and making the problem equal to us and maybe saying that success has not come to us and everything about christianity becomes about success Do you know that we are not supposed to live like that? We are not following Jesus because of success. Hallelujah. We need to get that. There is a there is a basic problem if we don't understand that. We are not following Jesus for the sake of success. We are following Jesus for the sake of living a pure life of being conformed to his image. Huh? I don't know if you can even make contact with such thoughts because we are not familiar with that line of thinking. We are familiar with pursuing things because we want to achieve success. And uh, we need to understand that very plainly. Success from our viewpoint is not success from God's viewpoint. Hallelujah. Therefore, in the Tower of Babel, whatever they imagined they could do and uh, that was their way of attaining success and god knew they could be successful but he spoiled their plans praise god because he knew that was not the kind of success that they were actually created for hallelujah our success is based on the spirit realm is based on our relationship with him that is what is success hallelujah not on what anybody else says is success praise god so we have to remove our thinking from that first of all what everybody thinks and calls success is not what god calls success he's saying if you really want to get in touch with me pursue me enjoy me this is what you need to do you need to get holy you need to pursue peace with all men hallelujah Amen. So we need to begin to think about that. Glory to God. Let's go off to uh, some verses. This is Bible study, and uh, one thing I like about Bible study is that uh, because of the online thing, I I don't have to look at anybody, and I don't have to see if they're awake or they're asleep, and so uh, that's comfortable for me. I can just do my job. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I hope you're still uh happy. 
Glory to God. Thank you, Father. It's a good day. Proverbs 16, notice verse 25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So there are ways that seem good to man, but it's not necessary that that is the right way. God knows the right way. Hallelujah. And so we want to uh, listen to him and we want to pattern our life according to him and uh, take steps of faith and believe and follow him and uh, let him be the great shepherd of our lives, not we. Praise God. And so we will have to constantly drop down imaginations, drop down thoughts that don't agree with his way. You know, our way may seem right, but the end may not be what we are supposed to have. It's not what God wants for us. Hallelujah. Let's hear that also. Proverbs 16, 25. Praise God. Interesting thought. Let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 6 also. And a very interesting way of looking at it. Matthew 6.33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So notice the way God looks at it is you do these things first. Don't worry about so many other things. You do these things first. And then I'll take care of the rest. They shall be added unto you. It is just a divine law and a principle. So we are not called to seek so many other things. Hallelujah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Hmm. So there are some things that are first. First things first. That means on God's list, this is how things are rated. Hallelujah. If you go up to God and say, how do I do this? What's the right thing to do? He'll say, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Why are you seeking after this? What is the point? What is the reason? And we'll have to come up with the correct answer. It's for the kingdom. It's for your way of being right and doing things right. Hallelujah. So let's go look at that also in, in Canada. Matthew 6.33 Amen. So you can see that this is how God rates it all. He says, was it for... The kingdom. Was it for his way of being right and doing things? That's all that he's looking for. And then he continues in 34. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Hallelujah. So this is how it flows. You don't have to bother about so many other things. You don't even have to think about them. <laughs> How reckless is that? Praise God. They will be handled. They will be taken care of. And uh, God knows there is enough evil in each day. There is enough trouble. There is enough uh, twisted things. And uh, we don't have to give our thoughts to all of that. We were not created for that. That was the result of the fall. The knowledge of good and evil was not supposed to be our knowledge. We were supposed to be bothered only about the good. 
a good God and the good things. Hallelujah. But the fallen nature is there in the flesh and it will constantly uh, magnify those things that seem to be evil and cause us to focus on that and the world and its failures and the devil and all of those circumstances will like to bring us down to the level of that problem and that causes bitterness. Hallelujah. So, uh, let's stick with what he is saying. He knows the right thing to do. Praise God. Let's read also this in Canada, uh, Matthew 6.33 and then 34. ಆದರೆ ಮೊದಲು ನೀವು ದೇವರ ರಾಜ್ಯವನ್ನು ಆತನ ನೀತಿಯನ್ನು ಹುಡುಕಿರಿ ಇವುಗಳ ಕೂಡ ಅವೆಲ್ಲವುಗಳು ಕೂಡಿಸಲ್ಪಡುವವು ಆದ ಕಾರಣ ನಾಳೆಗೋಸ್ಕರ ಚಿಂತೆ ಮಾಡಬೇಡಿರಿ ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ನಾಳಿನ ದಿನವು ತನಗೆ ಸಂಬಂಧಪಟ್ಟವುಗಳಿಗಾಗಿ ತಾನೇ ಚಿಂತಿಸುವುದು ಆ ದಿನಕ್ಕೆ ಅದರ ಕಾಟ ಸಾಕು the world calls it uh, you know the achilles heel or the last straw that broke the camel's back or something you know that that thing that irritates you that you can't take it anymore uh, we have to address those things and think about them and see how deep they are and go after them and uproot them hallelujah because they're going to spoil us trouble us and trouble many hallelujah and defile many and we don't want that on our hands praise god hallelujah so we need to make some proper choices we have to go after this and seek after this talking about wisdom here in proverbs 3 says she is more precious than rubies in verse 15 here solomon likens wisdom to this particular woman she is more precious why does he do that well this is a man who had at least thousand women uh, in his periphery around him he was married and he had just multitudes of women and he he knew a lot about women let's say <laughs> and he knew there were some women that you married there were some women that were not the marrying kind <laughs> of course uh, all of that messed with him man who was supposed to be so wise eventually these things took away from his life and reduced him anyway she is the kind that you marry that you want to stay with she is more precious than rubies and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her praise god so you could say that a good wife is someone that you know, you cannot compare anything to her nothing praise god and that's very powerful seeing that they are going to be with you and uh, you know you need to be able to to value uh, the right kind of counsel and um, all of that so job's wife caused a lot of trouble and you know in our lives we have to begin to pick and choose what we are listening to even if it's someone that's close to us anyway here let's magnify wisdom she is more precious than rubies and all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her so it's talking about preciousness here we have this husband elkanah saying am i not more precious to you than 10 sons 
what is my value in all of this? Isn't it greater to you than ten sons? You know, she did not have a child. She loved God. She was a believer, but she didn't have a child. And that seemed wrong to her, unfair. And she became bitter. So you may love the Lord. You may be a believer. And, and some things have just not happened. And that can affect you and go into the root system deep there and really affect others also. Hallelujah. But notice, some things are more precious than many of these other things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we have to begin to do it God's way rather than the way we feel. Hallelujah. This wisdom is more precious than ten sons. This wisdom is more precious than anything else. You cannot compare anything else. The wisdom of God is way up there. And so we have to actually begin to appreciate that and lift that up in our lives and magnify that place above everything else. Otherwise, bitterness can come and result and affect others, many others. Hallelujah. Praise God. Notice, length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. Praise God. So this is interesting. Whatever they are looking for is there in the hands of this wisdom. Length of days, riches, honor. But, you know, they may not be seeing that. People may be, you know, focused on what they don't have, comparing themselves to those things, uh, and saying, I'm a believer. I love God. God knows I love Him. I tithe. I do this. I do that. But I don't have this. So, you know, hey, I have a right to be bitter. Even God should understand that. Praise God. But notice that that may not be a wise move. That may not be a wise decision. And we have to begin to identify the way God looks at it and His instruction, His choice. Praise God. So I'm telling you today, according to God's word, this is more important than your children. This is more important than the money. This is more important than your so-called ambitions. Hallelujah. Praise God. All of your ambitions to be successful and achieve success uh, in your mind or in man's mind, all of these things out there are not to be compared, even not worthy to be compared to this wisdom. That's the way God looks at it. And whatever you're looking for is there in the hands of that wisdom and will be wrapped around your life. Hallelujah. So we just need to say, all right, Lord, I've been seeing things differently. I've not been looking properly. I have begun to desire other things and chase after other things and make other things my priority. And it has affected my root system. The deep things have been affected and bitterness is there. It can be real. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can read also uh, verse 15 and 16, maybe once more in Kannada. Adu manikya galigin talu bahu amulya ulladagidu ninna ishta vastu galallavu adakke samavagu vadilla. Akeya balagayalli dirgayushyavu edagayalli aishwaryavu ganateyu ive. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Colossians also. So our uh, system of valuation is being changed by God. Hallelujah. 
Let's do it his way. Let's give value to what he values. Amen. Notice in Colossians, the third chapter, that whole family set up again. He says there, 18 wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. So there you go. Um, it's possible for a husband to be bitter against the wife or vice versa. Hallelujah. And um, this is supposed to be the closest relationship in your life uh, next to God. And we can have bitterness in that, in that area because of various reasons there. Affections and comparisons and competition. All of those facts. <laughs> Interesting. Let's hear verse 19 also in Canada from Colossians 3. Glory to God. Let's go back again to the book of James, our old friend, Pastor James. <laughs> he has seen us through, tided us through many a rough patch. Praise God. Let's go to that line of scripture in um, James chapter 3. Notice verse 13. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation or lifestyle his works with meekness of wisdom. So wisdom has a certain humility to it. Humility means it's not all about me. It's not about my way. It's not about my plan. It's about God and let his will be done. Hallelujah. Even if it looks like we are being defaced. Observe, while you're preaching, you want attention on you and people to listen to what you are saying. So I, I do crave that at that point. And when people switch off and look away and sleep or whatever or walk up and down, it's like, Pooey, who needs to listen to you? You know, even though I'm reading God's word, it's I am the, in quote, disguised uh, microphone speaker. Hallelujah. So it affects my emotions, my uh, deep thoughts, and I begin to see the value system and all of that, and things begin to happen. But I should be in the mode of, it's all right. <laughs> you think you're Jesus? They didn't even listen to Jesus. Hallelujah. They didn't listen to Paul. One guy fell off the window. That's what I should be thinking. So what are you? Why are you so special? Let them do whatever they want. You do what you're supposed to do. But that's not easy. It's easy to say it. Because there's some things deep inside that have to be dealt with. Praise God. A preacher wants to be known as a preacher, a good preacher. Not putting people to sleep. Knocking them off their, uh, you know, happy times. Praise God. So I need to humble myself even more and just be part of the furniture maybe and just be a speaker there. Speakers on, you can do whatever you want. Amen? Hallelujah. And with the lockdown, you become more and more like that. You're just some furniture with a voice. Oh, that sounds like somebody I know. Is it Michael? Is that Pastor Michael? Or Brother Michael? Bro? You should be ready to, to note that you are not the, the best thing since baked bread. You're not the greatest thing that happened to the planet. You're just, you know, X, Y, Z. 
Hallelujah. So we must get familiar with that fact that wisdom is a very humble place. Hallelujah. With works. <laughs> you have to act it out. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I have to act it out. It has to actually come forth. So for a few years now I've been doing this, but I don't think I've dealt with it. There's a deep root I have to handle. Praise God. I must get used to being insignificant, not worth listening to, just part of the furniture, because there's so much out there, so many books, so many good preachers. Uh, all are better than you. So, you do what you're supposed to do. God called you to do this, do it. It doesn't matter whether you get approval from men or not. Hallelujah. That's a humbling thought. Amen. Verse 14. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Hmm. See that? They listen to him. They don't sleep when he's preaching. You can't go into that envy there and strife in your hearts. Glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Hmm. Earthly, sensual, devilish. So sometimes our, our whole scale of success can be earthly, fleshly, and even demonic. Amen? That in our opinion, what we think is success could be just earthly, sensual, and demonic. Just motivated by fallen standards, not high standards. Remember, Brother, Brother Joji was sharing the other day about high thoughts. They are very high. Amen. And we need to ascend to the high place, not, you know, drop down and let God understand. Hallelujah. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. See, the ultimate result is there's going to be confusion. There's going to be trouble. There's going to be every kind of satanic thing coming in there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to get along with or to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Praise God. And it has to be sown in peace. So you can see that this will keep you. This will keep anybody. If we decide to go with this, we are going to be practically involving ourselves with the emotional aspect of wisdom. Wisdom has emotions. These are the emotions that are going to help you make a good choice. And they go with making a good choice. It has to be meek, first of all, humble. It has to be from a place of meekness. Praise God. So it's not about you. It's not about what the earthly realm says. It's not about what man and his ambition says. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's a new system of valuation of what is precious, what is of true value. Thank you, Jesus. And so we have to strive to pursue these kind of things and look deep within us and see if there's any other route. If there's any other deep thing that is taking the principal place. Hallelujah. And we will eat the fruit of it. Thank you, Jesus. 
So getting that in mind is very important. Children are actually the cause of bitterness. Not not having them. <laughs> the absence of children will reduce your bitterness actually. According to the Bible. The presence of children can increase your bitterness. Hallelujah. We'll see that also. But let's read this out of James chapter 3. From verse 13 all the way to 17. And you notice Sister Kripa is really fast. Nimmalli jnaniyu buddhivantanu yaru antavanu yogyavagi nadedukkondu jnanada sattvikatvadalli tanna kriyegalannu torisali. Adare kahiyada hagetana mattu jagala nimma hrudaya galolage iruvalli neevu satyakke virodavagi sulladi hogalikollabediri. Adu melaninda banda jnanavalla adu bhusambandha vadaddu prakruta bhava vadaddu devagalige sambandha pattaddu. There are people I know who because of the Lord and his service decided not to have children. They just decided that they would go after God wholeheartedly. And, um, you know, praise God, that's awesome. But some of us, we we like to have children. And uh, so there's a desire to have children. There's nothing wrong with that. But practically speaking, it's not necessary that because (laughs) you have children, there's no bitterness in your life. In fact, it should increase according to the scripture. Let's read um, Proverbs 17.25 17.25 A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her that bear him. Wow, interesting. Notice the quality there. A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her that bear him. So saying I don't have a child therefore I'm bitter may not be the right way of looking at it. Praise God. Maybe at that time in your life if you had a child you could be jeopardizing some things and God in his mercy has just kept you from all of that. Why don't you look at it from the positive side that God knows better and you still believe God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you out there? See, um, we don't see things clearly. We see darkly. We see uh, in a very clouded form. God has the true picture. So we must value the fact that wisdom is more important than children. Hallelujah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and not your children. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and not X, Y, Z. Just fill in the blanks first. And then other things. Hallelujah. That you have to decide for yourself. But this is the way God looks at it. A foolish son. Now, if that son were a wise son or a wise child, it would be different. Hallelujah. So we try to bring this same wisdom, not just through words, but through our own lifestyle in front of them so they can see that what they are saying, what my mom is saying, what my dad is saying, they actually believe it. Instead of saying, you don't have to value money so much, and then work hard for it and ignore everything else. Okay, boy. And then you go 
and stay away from your family for years to make money. They know that you said all those things, but in truth, you value money above them. Because you lived far away from them with the excuse of loving them, so you had to make money, and so you brought the money, and now you have the money. Praise God. I don't want to be judge and jury, but each one has to figure out for themselves what kind of message we are sending across. Because our life is being read. People are observing, and those close to us are reading us even more clearly. Hallelujah. So they can see your priorities. They can see what really affects you. Hallelujah. All right. These are deep things. They are heart matters. Amen. They are the things that have roots deep within us. And we must begin to choose properly. All of us have to, till he comes. Amen. We want to please him. We want to do that for which we were created, which will always be in line with the word of God. So it's not necessarily the absence of children that should make you bitter. It is the comparison that goes along with it. It is the envy that goes along with it. Let's go back to James. Have we read 1725? Not yet. Let's have that. Thank you, brother. Amen. Now, as we look at uh, James chapter 3, this time in the, um, what do you call that now, TPT. Let's go to the Passion Translation of James chapter 3. The same verses we read. Very interesting how it reads. Verse 13 says, If you consider yourself to be wise, and one who understands the ways of God. Hmm. If you consider yourself to be wise, and one who understands the ways of God, advertise it with a beautiful, fruitful life, guided by wisdom's gentleness. Never brag or boast about what you've done, and you'll prove that you're truly wise. See? Praise God. Very, very instructive there. Never brag or boast about what you've done and you'll prove that you're truly wise. Hmm. Let's think about that. But if there is bitter jealousy or competition hiding in your heart, then don't deny it and try to compensate for it by boasting and being phony. But if there's bitter jealousy or competition hiding in your heart, then don't deny it. Try to compensate for it by boasting and being phony. Hmm, there's compensation for that because you have the jealousy and the competition, the ambition hidden deep inside. And so nobody has to see that what your real target is, what your real desire is, you want to be so great in front of people Hallelujah. And you're competing and pressing for it. Uh, success and all the trappings of whatever the world, that fallen world is seeking after, you are also actually honed in on that. And you have been trained like that by the system and competitive parents, etc., teachers and everybody. And now God is saying, hey, that's not, not necessarily success, the way I look at it. Amen. 
And so our thinking has to go through this almost 180 degree spin. Thank you, Jesus, for his mercy. He's a merciful God. Hallelujah. Verse 15. For that has nothing to do with God's heavenly wisdom, but can best be described as the wisdom of this world, both selfish and devilish. Hmm. So it may have nothing to do with God's wisdom. It is just basically selfish, devilish, self-ambition, me, me, me. So, whenever, verse 16 continues, or wherever, jealousy and selfishness are uncovered, you will also find many troubles and every kind of meanness. Praise God. So that, that jealous ambition, self-guarded, selfishness, everything about us, if it is uncovered, you will find many troubles and every kind of meanness. Every kind of meanness will be uncovered. That's when it'll just pop out. So, uh, major. But the wisdom from above, verse 17, is always pure, filled with peace, considerate, teachable, filled with love, never displays prejudice or hypocrisy, or hypocrisy, rather, in any form. It always bears beautiful harvest of righteousness. God seeds of wisdom Wisdom's fruit, rather, will be planted with peaceful acts by those who cherish making peace. So there you go, um, quite an extensive writing there, but it does convey a certain level of truth, and that is why we need to get as many versions as possible. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we're getting instruction. We're getting understanding, you know. So that we can please God. So that we can do what we were created for. Therefore, we have to drop the competition, the strife and envy with each other. Who's top dog and who's etc. etc. We'll have to drop that. Who's the richest, who's the greatest and all of that. Who has more in quotes than others. And become true carriers of wisdom. Which is very meek. Which is... Humble, which is in the sight of God of great price. Hallelujah. Moses was credited with being the most humble man in the old covenant. Jesus openly said, I am meek. I am lowly in heart. Learn of me. So we are all learning. God help us all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Let's hear in Canada um, verse 15 of James chapter 3 once more and then we go on. Adu Melaninda Banda Jnanavalla, Adu Gusambanda Vadadu, Prakruta Bhava Vadadu, Devagarige Sambanda Patadu. So as you think about it, notice the closest relationship on the earth next to that with God is with your spouse. And if you and your spouse can become bitter with each other, that's pretty serious. Bitterness can come into that place and that means we have to check our hearts. We have to see if there is springing up within any of us that bitterness. We have to look at things deep within there and it's, it's quite strong and it's quite deep and there could be many, many reasons. And we have to go and check diligently until you unearth that root and see, oh, this is the problem. This is the actual reason. And, you know, with God's help, just be free from it. So are you willing to be 
just nobody in the house and just be the guy who does everything and you know just go up and down and you know and not complain about it and not whine about it and what about me when am i going to get noticed around here when is somebody going to do something for me you know we'll have to drop it all up and and just begin to think humbly from the roots deep inside and not be doing it in any wrong way because that is just going to be hypocritical hallelujah you're wearing a mask so this thing has to come from inside and one day you just shatter the mask and say guess what I'm Captain Hurricane and you're about to get into raging fury now and they'll be like wow so we don't want to do that I don't want to do that I need to calm down and begin to deal with this gentle wisdom that is from above hallelujah so we have to spend time unearthing these things based on value systems. We, we have to have a target which is a value system where one thing is more precious than others. And that is where we are ascending towards. The wisdom from above is more precious than so many things that the world calls precious. So um, we don't want to get bitter. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Did we read anything? Okay, Ephesians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Observe here the great Holy Spirit and his kind of uh, plan. Ephesians 4. Notice there what he says. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Notice who's getting hurt by all of this, grieved by all of this, the precious Holy Spirit who we happen to be carrying with us as his temple. Hallelujah. Part of knowing that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit is knowing that he is going to be with us forever. And he has emotions and he has feelings. And one of the chief things that hurt him is bitterness. Hallelujah. Bitterness. Bitterness. Praise God. We have to be careful to handle this thing. Let's hear this in Canada also. Ephesians 4, 30 and 31. Devara Pavitratmanandu Dukapadisa Bediri Atanaliye Vimochaneya Dinakkagi Mudre Hundidirallah Praise God. And then it culminates in 32, Be kind one to another. Love is kind, but love also speaks the truth. That's one thing you have to take away with you also. Be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. So we have this amazing, amazing call again to 1 John 1 9. 1 John 1 9 is, is going to be constantly our portion, our refuge, and our ability to be restored in our soul. He restores my soul is from the cleansing mercies of the blood of the Lamb. That is how we yield to him. That is how we submit to him. That is how we come under his lordship again. 
by going to 1 John 1 9 and confessing our sins and receiving the cleansing and he restores us back to righteousness the sense of freedom from guilt and like we were saying the other day if you cannot forgive yourself you're claiming that you are more holy than God and that's just that's a big lie so you might as well shape up and say if God has forgiven me then I can forgive myself and when God forgives he forgets so help me to forget hallelujah the other day we were in a place and we ran into a person who um, you know was part of some offensive situation uh, maybe years ago you know four years or something ago and uh, in, you know there was this handshake and interestingly we were just happy campers and we shook hands and just all well all well and just continued on with life so it is changing things are changing praise God maybe uh it would have been nice to hide away from the person and give them the silent treatment and all of that, but it just happened that right there, they were right in front of us. <laughs> and, and they saw us coming, actually, uh, before we did. And there was just, hello, hi, and all of that. Praise God. I believe heaven is like that. Amen. And these are all believers, by the way. Praise God. So, we must not allow the bitterness to go deep within us and become a tap root system because it's going to defile us, trouble us, and also defile many others. Hallelujah. Hmm. Maybe we can hear 30 all the way to 32 again in Canada. Devara Pavitratman and Nuduka Padisa Vediri, Athanalie Vimochanea Dinakagi Mudrehundidirella, Ella Dvesha, Kopa, Kroda, Kalaha, Dushane Yugalanu Sakala Vidavada, Dushatanavanu Niminda Dura Madiri. Devaru Nimage, Kristana Likshamisi Dante, Nivu, Barigobaru, Pakari Galagiu, Karuna Yulavaragiu, Kshamisuvaragiu Iri. So we must be always ready to walk away free. Amen. Don't let these things hang around. Notice that there are, uh, in, in Hebrews 12, we've talked earlier from the beginning verses there about this cloud of witnesses and people who have walked down this path before, who were recorded in Hebrews 11 and others. They were not perfect. None of them was perfect. And I'm telling you, there were some heinous things done by them, but uh, they always decided to go forward and let go of things that happened and trusted God's mercy. And, and their works were recorded there as an encouragement and a blessing to us. And so you are not perfect either. Uh, sorry to crack your glass there, but you are not perfect. The only perfect one is Jesus. And so take a good old hammer and shatter the thing nicely and confess your sins according to 1 John 1 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness hallelujah faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us to restore our soul if we say that we have not sinned when we have obviously messed up claiming that we are so great we make him a liar and his word is not in us. See, this flows with the uh, discourse from verse 1 onwards about fellowshipping, walking in the light. And if you're not enjoying that clarity and seeing so clearly, it's because 
there's something hindering it. And we need to just check and go and unearth it and confess it to the Lord and then admit that it was a big mistake and you sinned and you fell or whatever it was and get free from it. Hallelujah. And let God be God and every man a liar. Hallelujah. Let God be God. Let God be true. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear 1 John 1 9 also in Canada. So sometimes, you know, you may not see it. Somebody may have to tell you who's really close to you, somebody who's sincere. Though you may not like it, they may have to tell you, this is your problem. This is the mistake. This is what is wrong with you. And it could be hard, but it's the truth. Hallelujah. Most of the time we don't have such, in, in quotes, buddies or people close to us. And usually your wife should be able to say that. If your wife cannot tell you things like that, man, you're in trouble. Because it means that she can see all of that, but she's in such a place that uh, their relationship is not that great. Praise God. So, hallelujah. There's a lot of work to do. There's diligence involved in all of this. And if you cannot tell your wife some of these things, there's a problem. There's a serious problem. Hallelujah. And so this bitterness can be hidden there deep within, but um, (laughs) it will manifest. And it's going to defile and spoil and cause lots of trouble, not just to you, but to many others. In fact, you will be kind of alone in that suffering. Notice Proverbs 14.10. He says, The heart knoweth his own bitterness, and a stranger does not intermeddle with his joy. That means you will be suffering quietly there, and everybody will be like, Give that guy some space. He's got some problems. Hallelujah. 14.10. 14.10. Let's go to 14.10 in Proverbs and see. So I take time to just be alone with my struggles almost every single Sunday afternoon into Monday. I go back home and I just rehearse and rehash things and my wife also knows that you know I'm going through that and it's a very tough time for me during those moments, but usually by Sunday uh, night, Monday, half day through, I'm done. Sometimes it goes with me through the week. So whatever I'm preaching to you, my brother, my sister, is loud and clear. It's for me, myself, and I. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to myself. This is God. This is God's word. Hallelujah. So we have to be childlike, childish you know, in our um, childlike rather than childish, and realize that it's like a young man that you know very well who was suddenly made king and given a crown, and he's now the ruler of the whole nation. And you know this guy very well. And you know his problems, and he's making blunders in front of you, and you're like, man, I know this guy from school. I know this guy so well. I wish I could tell him, man... You have to grow up. Now you're wearing a crown. All of us are like that. 
We are crowned with you know, the, the, the blessings of Jesus on ahead. We are kings. We are priests. But we need to grow up and realize, man, I can't do those kind of things anymore. I, I have to put away childish things. And that's not easy. You know, we are still in the process of getting used to wearing that crown. Hallelujah. So David, you know him, he, he had to wear the crown. He had to grow up and make some good decisions. Solomon had to grow up and make some decisions. We have to grow up and make some decisions. It's not easy to wear the crown. Hallelujah. So your heart knows its own bitternesses and you have to go deep inside there and deal with it. And therefore, we need good friends who will be able to counsel with us uh, and that's always very hard to find because they know that the the roar of the lion of flesh is inside there and if they touch that, they may get ripped to pieces. So <laughs> they, they'd rather not tell you about it. And they just stay away and be a yes man. Yes, sup, no, sup, whatever you say, sup. So, you know, we want to go further than that and have some real quality and live a real life and, uh, you know, be people that you can actually talk to uh, you know, and not get burned to cinders. Hallelujah. Not Cruella de Vil. Hallelujah. <laughs> there are deep things. Amen. Hidden memories can be triggered off. That's why the Bible says we must hide in our heart the word of God. You should hide it inside there. It takes work to hammer it down there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear 14.10, have we? Not yet. 14.10, first of all, in Proverbs. Praise God. So, the Bible says in 119 Psalm, Thy word, verse 11, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So this is, you know, to deal with all of those things in the form of deep memories, hurts, pains, bitternesses, you go deeper than all that and hide the word there so that the word is ready to spring on it. <laughs> Glory to God. For dear life, we need to hide it in there. Amen? To be all that God created us to be, let's hide it in there. Thank you, Jesus. Let's hear the 119 and verse 11 also. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. It's, it's you know, pretty much clear that we have some work to do. Some diligence has to be applied to do all of this. You know, it's the farmer business again. Farmers are busy working the land. What seed is going in there? The time required, the watering, the prayer over these things. Because you want a good harvest, not necessarily what the world is looking for or considering to be so are profitable or precious. Hallelujah. God will handle all of that. Jesus went back home to Nazareth and was submitted to his parents. From that age on, he just stayed around there, studied, prayed, and did what he had to do as a good son. And God took care of the increase. God made him Lord. Hallelujah. So, we don't have to try and make ourselves Lord. God will take care of our promotion. Say amen somebody. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's see if we can go to Jeremiah also and observe some things. This is a verse that uh, we have seen from the blessing uh, point of view. Jeremiah 17, 5 talks about blessed, uh, cursed and blessed. The, the Lord says, Cursed is the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm, whose heart departs from the Lord. He shall be like a heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. So this is a guy who is looking at the arm of flesh, man's strength, and generally all of these things that make man who he is. We can't trust in man. Um, you will not see good when it comes. Especially in these days when there's so much evil out there, we need to be able to tune back into uh, looking away from the arm of flesh, looking away from man's strength, and looking at God's wisdom, God's ability, God's word. Hallelujah. Verse 7 continues, Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. Amen. He shall be as a tree planted by the waters. Notice, And spread it out her roots, by the river and shall not see when heat cometh but her leaf shall be green shall not be careful in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit the deep things the roots are deep inside the things of God waters of the word of God are constantly lapping around the root system saturating it he won't even see when the heat comes Leaf is green, that means enduring. Through time, it's always green, always green, always green. Time and space are not affecting it. Not careful in the year of drought, troubled times, seasons, whatever is on the earth. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at the ninth verse. The heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? So this is the flesh nature, verse 9. It's desperately wicked. There's wickedness in the flesh and it's demonic wisdom. And we have to know that we have to separate these thoughts that they are so close to us, but they can grieve the Spirit of God. They can cause uh, pain and heartache for the Holy Ghost. And just say, I'm sorry, I messed up. I was giving preciousness and uh, height and glory to other things which had nothing to do with you, Lord. Forgive me in Jesus' name. And you are back where the waters of God can saturate the root system and we don't have a care, we don't have a worry, and we see fruit coming forth. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Interesting thoughts there. Let's maybe read from Jeremiah 17, 5 to Nine in Canada. Katanu Hige Hirutane, Manushanali Nambike to Avananu Tana, Bahuan Nagi, Madi Kundu, Katana Kade in the Yavana Rudayu, Tolaguado, Avanu Shapa Grastanu Avanu Adavia Liruva, Kuruchala Gida, the Hagi Ruvanu, Uledu Baruaga, Noda de Iruvanu, Nivasi Gadilla, the Chaulunella Vagiruva, Aranya, the Nirilla, the Stalagadali, Vasavagi Ruvanu. Yavanu Kartanali Baravasa Vitiruvano Yavanige Kartanu Nirikshe Yagidano A Manushinu Danyanu. 
ಅವನು ನೀರಿನ ಬಳಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ನೆಡಲ್ಪಟ್ಟು ಹೊಳೆಯ ಬಳಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ತನ್ನ ಬೇರುಗಳನ್ನು ಹರಡಿರುವ ಮರದ ಹಾಗಿರುವನು ತಗೆಯು ಬರುವಾಗ ಅದು ಬಾಡಿಹೋಗದೆ ಅದರ ಎಲೆ ಹಸುರಾಗಿರುವುದು ಶಾಮದ ವರುಷದಲ್ಲಿ ಅದಕ್ಕೆ ಚಿಂತೆ ಇರುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಇಲ್ಲವೇ ಫಲಫಲಿಸುವುದನ್ನು ನಿಲ್ಲಿಸುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಹೃದಯವು ಎಲ್ಲದಕ್ಕಿಂತ ವಂಚನೆಯುಳ್ಳದ್ದಾಗಿಯೂ ಮಹಾದುಷ್ಟತನದ್ದು ಆಗಿದೆ ಅದನ್ನು ತಿಳಿಯುವವನಾರು Interesting thoughts. Let's go off to the book of Proverbs, see a few verses there before we close. So we have uh, some diligence is required. Uh, we have some work to do and um, I'm telling you one day is all we have. So let's just employ ourselves in these things so that we can do the right thing, make the right choice. Praise God. Let's go to Proverbs 18. Thank you Jesus. God is a good God, isn't he? I'm trusting that we are all receiving the benefits. Notice Proverbs 18. Look at the last verse. A man that has friends must show himself friendly. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. A man that has friends must show himself friendly. So there is there is work that has to be done in getting such a friend. you have to do some work and show yourself to be a friendly person not always expecting somebody else to do it you have to go out there and show yourself friendly you have to make provisions of laying down and giving etc of your own life so that you can show yourself as somebody who can be a good friend not expecting the other person to do all of that If you need to have friends that have any quality you will be willing to lay down your life and cultivate the land of your heart concerning these matters and therefore Jesus said that the person who lays down his life for his friend is the one that we are talking about hallelujah so who's your friend Jesus is your friend Anyone else who begins to lay down their life for you is trying to make a friend is trying to be friendly and they're getting bullets from you they're getting shots from you but they are still enduring they are making a lot of effort to be your friend hallelujah so it's not easy if you cannot make that kind of effort then what's the point of getting married anyway you think it's going to stop no it's going to continue like that with your daily relationship to be showing yourself to be a friend now you know i joke about hebrew and greek and all but it's good to know these things and um, you know i i really i thank god that there's so much available today in the form of apps god knows that we need to understand these things in a shorter time so it has made notice the bible started from being shut then the dark ages everything became dark and uncanny and weird and demonic then the bible was opened light began to come the you know great industrial revolutions and all of those things took place and man has moved along and come to some great place and they think that they're god now because they're trying to shut down the bible again hallelujah man is trying to now become so great but it's with the knowledge of the truth that understanding revelation and wisdom now attracts the benefits of god 
Hallelujah. So, in these last days, God, knowing that we are running out of time, has made available maximum opportunities to know what he was talking about. Equipping us, therefore, with maximum ability to handle any darkness and be the most joyful, free people on the planet. Hallelujah. So, you know, back there in Proverbs 18.24, a man has friends. Notice, that word for friends is R-E-A, like Rhea. You know, you may have a name like that, Rhea. Praise God. And then he says, show himself friendly, and that's the word which is Ahab. You know, uh, the friend there. There is a friend that sticks closer. Notice that word. There's a friend that sticks. That's the perfect kind of friend. He's called Ahab. So there's a Rhea, there's a Ra, and there's uh, Ahab. We, we need to be moving towards Ahab. That's the friend that sticks closer than your own brother. Amen? See, uh, brothers sometimes have the biggest fights because whether they like it or not, they see many things that are similar to them in the other person. And so they just fight. So they just have some serious problems. Amen? So big fights happen among brothers because they see some things. And, you know, there's this thing that happens. (laughs) Glory to God. We need to transcend all that. We we need to grow up and uh, be the other kind of friend who is a lover type of friend who is willing to lay down his life and be an Ahab. Hallelujah. So there's, there's cost. There's price in all things precious. That's why it's precious. So you may not have such friends, but we can cultivate and prepare ourselves for such friends. Amen? Hallelujah. And if you're following Jesus, this should be the attitude that you want to make yourself available. You're willing to put the work involved in laying down your life so that you can have friends. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's hear 24 in Canada also. Proverbs 18. Amen. Notice also a similar kind of thought in Proverbs 26, I mean 27, and verse 6, it says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Wow. That's a whole lot in there. So fruit... Uh, there's going to be wounds from friends. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. It's going to hurt, but there's no disguise about it. This other fellow is disguising everything, but he is the enemy. Hallelujah. Jesus had experiences like all of us have been through. He has been tempted, tried, tested in all points like we are. Amen? But he was still the good friend, wasn't he? The person who came to betray him, he kissed him and said, What about this friend? Why have you come, friend? What's the matter, friend? Etc. You know, they're all paraphrased, but he still referred to him as a friend. In other words, he was doing the work there of being a friend. And, um, you know, there could be wounds, but I'd rather have the wounds of a faithful friend. According to this verse, isn't it? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke 6. Pick up the story a little bit. 
talking from Jesus' own mouth. Of course, everything in here is inspired by Him, but there are some powerful things that we need to get. Uh, and sometimes when you hear it from His words when He was on the planet, walking out there, it's kind of interesting. Luke 6, notice 26. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. Wow. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. Why? For so did their fathers to the false prophets. How do you like that? So be careful when all you hear are good things about yourself. Better be careful. Hallelujah. But I say unto you, notice how he continues. <laughs> but I say unto you, which hear, the ear that hears, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, pray for them which despitefully use you, and unto him that smites you on one cheek, offer also the other. The one who takes away from you, cloak, give, give, give. Can you see all of that? There's a laying down of your life. There's a giving that you have to become acquainted with as the wisdom of God. You may look like an idiot in the world's eyes, in the eyes of society, but you don't have to be moved because you're doing it for love. Praise God. So the love of God is still paramount. It's still higher than everything else. It's still going to be uh, the highest. I remember someone was saying the other day, my wife was listening to a preacher, um, and they've been around for ages, and they're in very good standing and esteem, and they were relating the fact that somebody went to heaven and uh, came back, and Jesus asked, or heaven asked this question, what did you do with love? What did you do with love? Did you give it? Did you use it? Did you love or did you bury it? Hallelujah. We all have to give an account of what we did with love. The love of God which was poured in our heart, the same love. We'll have to give an account of what we did with it. Hallelujah. So there is a demand and there is diligence involved in all of these things. And we have to begin to see if we're just surrounding ourselves with people that are just saying what we want to hear. The devil knows what we want to hear. But God knows what we ought to hear. Hallelujah. So that you can have a friend who is truly a friend, who is looking out for you, who knows the mistakes you're making, who's can see the pitfalls that are in front, the minefields that are in front, and can give you a word. And it may sound like it is a wound on your face, but it's actually an oil of joy and anointing and preciousness that we have to value because we realize we actually have some good friends, just like Jesus. Hallelujah. I'll have to stop for now, but think about all this. All of us are prone to being carried away with praise of people and, you know, big talk about how great we are and how wonderful the message was and how awesome we are and all of that. But we need to now calm down and check our hearts and see if all we want is flattery. All we want is just people praising us. Jesus said, Whoa, 
Whoa, be careful there. Amen. Alright, let's hear this in Canada and then close. Ella Janaru Nimma Vishaya Dali Ulle Dagi Matanadidare Nimage Ayo, Avara Pitrugalu Sulu Pravadi Garige Hage Madidaru. Let's hear twenty seven and then we can thank God. Adare Keduvavarada Nimage Nanu Hiduva Denandare, Nimma Vairigalanu Pritisiri, Nimmanu Hage Maduva Varige Ulle Danu Madiri. So we are looking for people that we can lay our lives down for. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's worship the great King. Mantoro se prelemente, lepocusto, bredo cubre bivre vife vende vela dia. Precious Jesus, we worship you that you gave us a living example. And we thank you for people who followed after you, Lord, that we can walk in the footsteps of the righteous ones and make straight paths for our feet that we may do that for which we were called and created before time began. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you for wisdom that can hear and differentiate. Oh, hallelujah. What thoughts are from heaven? What thoughts are from the world? What thoughts are from the flesh? Oh, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Worship you, we worship you, we worship you for 1 John 1.9. 1, oh, that we can confess our sins and that you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, thank you, Father, setting us back on our feet again in fellowship with you and with one another, helping us to forgive ourselves and to forget the things that are past. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being there. Sorry for the grief we have given you, precious one, our Creator. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We bless you today. We thank you for another day on the planet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, you're blessed. Hallelujah. If you'd like to give, you may give. I believe that God is seeing the deep things of the heart, the adjustments that are taking place, so the benefits of that tree planted by the rivers will be ours. Hallelujah. You're blessed. Thank you, team. Thank you so much.